Welcome everyone to the Cowgirl Channel of Canada. We're excited to share with you some amazing stories that will inspire and motivate you from Canadian cowgirls all across our beautiful country. Showcasing Canada's most experienced cowgirls to up and coming young women in the cowgirl industry. We will be featuring women in all aspects of the Western industry, from ranching to arts and entertainment, to women that can do all things cowgirl and with a cowgirl spirit. A place to share knowledge of some amazing women and to honor the way of the Canadian cowgirl. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Cowgirl Channel of Canada. We are so excited to share with you this special interview with one very special Canadian cowgirl, Haley Ray Stewart. Haley grew up in southern Alberta with her parents at their equine training facility. Haley grew up with the opportunities some young girls dream about and movies are made of. A life on a ranch full of horses and a father as a horse trainer. Haley's experiences with horses were accessible every day and in her very own backyard. Haley grew up watching her father starting colts and training horses. And at a very early age, she was able to compete in 4-H and many rodeo events, and of course, training horses all along the way. Haley says that competing in the rodeo circuit is a part of her identity. During some challenging times and changes in her life and schedule, from rodeos and jackpots, Haley began exploring the Kananaskis country with her family friends, Brad Carl and Marissa Anderson. This gave Haley an opportunity and some time to grow the business aspect of her horsemanship. Haley is now a full-time student at the Medicine Hat College, studying the elementary educational program and also performing the great balancing act of life. Dedicating all of her time to her studies and her summers at home, helping with the horses and working for her dad at their local Western store, Haley still finds some time to saddle up and ride. Haley is an inspiring young woman with the Western lifestyle upbringing and the belief of helping others find their way through guidance and support. One of Haley's favorite quotes is, nothing is so strong as gentleness, nothing is so gentle as real strength. This is one of her favorites. Haley's expertise and guidance will be so valuable to the younger women wanting to follow in her footsteps in rodeo and in many other ways of the Canadian cowgirl. The Canadian equine industry has so many great young women with so much to offer and Haley Ray Stewart is surely one of them. Please welcome Haley Ray Stewart. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's great to have you. And it's definitely an honor to have you here because I know uh, just like everybody else, especially this time of year, uh, being a student, uh, this is this is the the final run to that finish line to get everything totaled up and and uh, keyed up and uh, it always there's always so many last minute things to do so I really appreciate your time to give to the show uh, to to fit us into your schedule. Of course, yeah, and thank you for being so flexible with me. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's been it's it's been fun and uh, you know of course it's a little interesting with uh, the pandemic and how that yeah. that works for everybody so everybody has that add a little bit of extra time just for everything. I know here in Ontario, we have uh, 
you know, we have to get anything, it's curbside pickup only. So it's, it's a process just to do something so simple. So I really appreciate your time and grateful to have you here on the show with the Cowgirl Channel of Canada. And you're coming to us today from Alberta and uh, let's just get right into it. I'd love to hear a little bit more about your history of growing up on that farm with your family and a little bit about your family. And uh, yeah, just fill us in a little bit about your history of who you are and, and your upbringing. Oh, okay. Well, I grew up on a like a small or small ranch west of Longview, which is really known for like uh, Kananaskis country, the foothills of the Rockies, uh, with my sister and my mom and dad, my sister Shelby and my mom Denise and Keith, my dad. And I've been living here. Well, it'll be a little rambly, I think. <laughs> but yeah, I've been living here since I was probably about five years old maybe a little bit younger actually okay but um every day just horses or start we started with ponies and then yeah. onto our horses and probably like you said the, the little girl's dream oh was, for sure <laughs> without a doubt <laughs> yeah um yeah so just kind of day in day out just yeah. um riding horses helping my dad doing chores did he did he choose to become a horse trainer is it something that started is it a like is it a generational thing for you guys or well um yeah he's been training horses well probably his whole life really his dad was a park warden in Banff and riding mountain national park so wow. two different national parks and then he went on to ride ride bucking horses and when oh. he got tired of riding bucking horses he thought he'd train them to not buck <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's a good thing so yeah how long did he do that for the bucking riding um he was rodeoing and probably into his early 20s and then he went down into the states wow. to texas to work with larry reader who was a, a cutting horse trainer at the time and he kind of dabbled with cutting then and then came back up here and got into cult starting and then came back to training cutting horses wow that's fantastic so <laughs> your dad is actively still doing that like starting horses like at the ranch now do you guys start like so many horses per year or um so we're more focused on training cutting horses right now we're actually just yes. at a at a cutting practice um but we do we do still start our own colts okay. they're just not so much on starting outside horses right now cool and is is your whole family involved like uh you mentioned you have a sister so do you all ride and compete at the you know at different different levels or are you all kind of doing it together as a unit y'all you know when you were growing up it's, did you all like head so, out with truck and trailer horses and go as a family <laughs> event uh there we a lot of times we're going kind of different directions so my mom would load up shelby and i and take us to our wow. our high school rodeos and dad would be going to a cutting horse show and then vice versa he'd be coming to help us at the cuttings that um high school rodeo cuttings yeah and we'll be at home doing the chores wow but yeah it's definitely it's a team effort shelby does the um the cowboy campus which okay. is kind of a new thing that yeah. they're doing yeah so her and dad are doing that which um it's a it's an online educational service yeah, that's, that's horsemanship and Yeah, that's that's kind of the way it is for for everybody right now. Everything is kind of online, yeah. which is which is, you know, when we become diversified and we can do those things like we can turn 
what we do in real time. It, for, for me personally, as a horse trainer, I, I, found, I found it difficult to do virtual sessions, but I, I really do thoroughly enjoy them. Uh, it's different mm -hmm. to try to convince the, the, the rider or the participant on the other end of the camera to stay in the, the screenshot. Like, don't go out. <laughs> I need to see what you're doing. So, uh, but yeah, it's definitely, you, you become more diversified when you have to do things like that. And then, even when the pandemic is over, I'm sure it'll uh, it'll look different and it'll just be something you guys can go back to for sure on that, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's been a it's definitely been a learning curve to kind of get um, get everybody tech savvy enough to do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah Shelby's really spearheaded it, so she's <laughs> the brains behind that. <laughs> Yay, Shelby. But it's so hard sometimes, though. Like, I know for me doing this, the Cowgirl Channel of Canada, I was like, wow, like just, you know, all of the intricate parts of it, the guts of it behind the scenes of the administrative stuff of, of the tech of it, having to, to do it as a horse trainer. Like, I'm like, I much more prefer to go out and take my horse and go do some work and get lost in that moment. And then to, to have to sit down and do computer stuff, it's like, ah. Oh. It's, it's, but it, it is really cool because it's just the same as my horsemanship. Uh, I love being able to have the opportunity to learn something new because then you have it in your pocket, you know? Well, exactly. And that's what the modules, when someone signs up for them, they have all those lessons at their access whenever they want to. But it was, it was a little tougher and convincing to <laughs> keep the old Rio Cowboy to get in front of the camera. <laughs> so, that so, uh, so you guys all get along and you all have the family business and stuff like that. What would be something fun you'd love to share with our audience, like growing up on a farm? Like, you know, we have some people that actually don't really have horses and, um, you know, they're, they're listening to this, be, you know, because maybe they're, you know, inspired by the women that are on here that are farmers or ranchers or whatever. So what's a fun story you recall, like a family fun story growing up on a farm? Oh, I mean, there's lots, lots <laughs> of little, <laughs> lots of little wrecks, lots of um, oh, yeah. bunnies. We were actually just um, talking today. Shelby, when she was little, she had a white pony that was a great little pony. His name was Magic. Oh. And when he passed away, she was quite distraught. But so mom and dad, of course, um, <laughs> they got her or Santa brought a white pony okay for for christmas and then it fell on me to get this little pony started for my little sister okay <laughs> and as it turned out that little pony was nothing like magic she was quite um she was rotten and if she was a <laughs> pony that someone had to learn to ride on they would not stay right uh, <laughs> so we are we are reminiscing today on my dad told shelby and i when we were little that you know, wet saddle blankets make a finished horse. So mm -hmm. we were like, okay, sure, we can do that. So this poor pony, one of us would we'd take turns and someone would have to ride her. And then we would lunge her over little jumps yeah. until she was sweaty and breathing hard. And we're like, yeah, okay. One day down, we're going to get this pony broke. <laughs> so we were... <laughs> you were doing then, it as a team. Oh, yeah, yeah. Teamwork, absolutely. And just this poor pony just torturing her it was not <laughs> not by any means horsemanship that my dad would really promote and yeah. he came outside and her and I are having a freezy break <laughs> and this poor pony is just dripping wet he had to explain to us again <laughs> what he meant just by like wet saddle blankets was okay. a lot more than just running the legs off the little horse <laughs> okay 
life lessons. And isn't that amazing, though, how our parents do that? So, I mean, that was, you know, one of the things I said in your intro about, uh, you know, it being like a movie. We often do see movies if there's if it's a horse related um, movie or, or a show or something it does depict you know um, the father or the mother the one of the parents being a horse trainer or something along those lines and so you actually have like a movie lifestyle or you grew up that way so that's kind of cool so uh, is, is, your, is your dad looking at retiring or is he just one of those guys that just he'll do it until he's just got no I mean, more left to do I think well he's like uh, his most basic person he's a cowboy and he'll be riding and think until the very end I don't see him retiring and getting a boat or anything this is <laughs> this is what he loves so I think he'll be yeah riding till his last days for sure wow so tell us a little bit more about because uh, I mean you guys started off you started off in the rodeo circuit and I mean you know I, I love what you said about you know it's a part of your identity which is a big case for most people that have grown up with horses in their backyard or grew up on a farm it becomes a part of you um, so how far have you ever traveled to compete and what was one of the hardest things about competing in barrel racing well so a little edit like when I for sure um competing in barrel racing something else but um just kind of competing in general not necessarily barrel racing mm -hmm. but um the probably the farthest I've gone or traveled would have been to uh, high school rodeo finals okay the nationals where I actually was competing in the cutting okay um, I was a youth delegate there, and then I was also the cutting horse, the girls' cutting horse director down there. Nice. So it was a, yeah, that was probably the longest trip to compete for me. Yeah, so that's, I don't know, is that 14 hours to Gillette from here? Wow, 14 hours. So hauling horses out, setting up, racing, competing and then haul them back home again. And yeah. like, that's like, well, for, for all of us, it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a seasonal thing where you're not doing it during the winter months as much, but uh, mm -hmm. you're preparing for that season to get out and get going. So it does, is that something that you do to this day now? Like where you have school as a full-time thing, is that something that you're still capable of doing? Well, I guess right now with the pandemic, not a lot of competitions out there for a lot of people, uh, but you know, not, not the same as what we would, normally see if we weren't in the middle of a pandemic so is that something that you still aspire to do as you grow into your adulthood and yeah yeah that's definitely my goal like um so not this winter I guess because we were pretty much locked down but the mm -hmm. winter before uh, I was coming home from Medicine Hat uh, every weekend because they had a winter series so I would oh, nice. uh, cutting horse on the weekends uh, my dad would keep her in training all week and then I would come home on the Thursday or Friday night and practice and then show her. Wow, fantastic. So it's, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely something I've made a priority of, so I do try and keep at it. But right now I'm kind of, I'm between horses yeah. in both cutting and barrel racing, so I'm just kind of, it's all on the back burner. I'm still riding, but I'm definitely not competing at the same mm -hmm. rate that I was before. 
Yeah, well, that's that's fantastic, though, that you still your mindset's still over there to to do that. Like, and I mean, you know, like I mentioned earlier too. I mean, that's you've been doing it since you know your early years, and uh, there's some young girls that don't get the opportunity uh, to grow up in that situation, and they get to that high school year of you know uh, where they're leasing a horse or they own a horse but they board somewhere um so competition is not the same for them or it's not the same level of um interest or passion because they can only do it part-time and it was a different opportunity for you because you had it accessible in a different way but yeah the cutting industry is definitely something else uh, for sure I, I i know i know it's 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 you're, when you're competing in, in, in any industry or in any discipline in our equine industry, it, it, it does become um, something that you can get very serious about, very passionate about, and it can take over, mm -hmm. you know, a, a big chunk of your life, right? Oh, absolutely. It's it's huge for our families and, like, uh, my friends who are kids from trainers, too. That's It's probably 80% of your life, really. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. So you had some family friends, and I'd love to hear a little bit more about um, when you took some uh, a bit of a break with uh, your horse Baba that had gotten hurt, and uh, you had some issues there with him needing some time to recover. Um, I'd like to talk a little bit more about that, and, and you ended up uh, with a couple of family friends um, with getting involved with the Kananaskis country, and. I'd like to know a little bit more about that and if you could share with our listeners a little bit about what that entails like what is that about yeah absolutely um so a couple of years ago now maybe three years ago my my good girl horse Bubba he got hurt and I kind of was at the place where my my cutting mare was being retired and just having foals and so I was in a bit of a kind of a limbo for my summer times there wasn't much that I could really be doing so my friends um brad carl <clears throat> excuse me brad carl and marissa anderson their um, brother and sister actually okay they um they said i should come out on some of these trail rides with them they go during the week generally and i was pretty free and open other than work so we would go out into kanaskis country and explore the different trails and it's something that they do all the time together that's kind of other thing their family's ranch is just um west of longview so pretty close to me and very close to going out to ride out west nice. and yeah we started going on these rides and marissa is a professional photographer yeah so she would take photos and then share them and that's where it kind of kind of trickled into instagram right but yeah it was just a really great way to spend that summer i probably yeah. Maybe not once a week, but a couple times a month we'd go out and do that. And I'd go on these trail rides and just really explore kind of our backyard. That's quite the hidden gem. Yeah, no, for sure. And so was there any interesting events or adventures that happened that came out of it that were like, whew, that was a close one? <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely, you need to be on, I'd say like a good... You want to be on a horse that you trust because there's definitely some trails there that are there they're, we go up pretty high and we go out okay. like right into the mountains sometimes um yeah i've seen some of the photos that are on your on your social media and uh, yeah. 
I have to ask a quick question, like totally sidetracking oh. from it, but um, that horse that you're riding, the paint horse in some of the pictures, uh, that was probably yeah. from that photo shoot. Um, did, have you ever been told that that horse looks like the Hildago horse? <laughs> <laughs> Almost every day. <laughs> yeah. It's like, wow, he could have been yeah. a stunt double for them. I know, I'm waiting for them to call me when they <laughs> want to make the, the sequel. Now, an interesting fun fact for you is that one of my mentors, Melanie Gray, she's an Ontario coach and she actually, I don't know her connection 100%, but it's not the Hildago, it's not the paint horse that's in the Hildago movie, uh, but it's Shablis, the other horse, the Arabian. She actually... Yeah, she actually uh, did either some training or it was originally her horse and she had done the training with the, the horse. So she has on her website uh, photos of her with the actual acting horse, the horse that was in the movie. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that was kind of a little fun fact. And when I saw your pictures, uh, the, the photos that you had done, I just it just brings you right back to Hildago because it's uh, one of those movies that kind of sticks oh. with us horse people for sure. Absolutely, I love that movie. We actually, we call him Pete, and it's not very <laughs> glamorous, but yeah, it's okay, <laughs> eat the paint. <laughs> uh, my dad, I think I showed him the ad for Pete on Facebook. He was just this scrawny little paint colt. He didn't, he didn't look as fabulous as he does now. And one day, uh, my dad came home, from, and he had actually bought that horse. Oh. <laughs> I was shocked that he had because he unloaded him and he was kind of pot-bellied looking a little bit wormy and in kind of that awkward stage as a two-year-old with a narrow neck and real narrow <laughs> shoulder and we're like "Ooh, he's kind of he needs some work yeah. <laughs> and he stayed really small for probably a year or two after we got him like he didn't hit a growth spurt wow. for quite a while we were worried that <laughs> that my dad had bought a little pink pony but he's really, he's really come to be a very, very appreciated, valued member of our family. He's, so, a, he's a boy. <laughs> yeah. So he's the horse that you transitioned into uh, when you had some, when your other horse, your main uh, barrel horse, had taken some, some time off, and it was due to some, yeah. some. Well, not. How serious was it for his health issues? Uh, well, Baba, he did some kind of some deep tissue damage at a rodeo he slipped and just his back leg kind of pulled out it was pretty I would say super common but just kind of up in his hip that was a long time for him to heal that mm -hmm. so not not life-threatening but definitely a long time to heal just because it was just the placement of everything yeah but um, I I think in one of your one of your uh, notes that we had when we were back mm -hmm. and forth discussing everything, and I found it very um, inspiring, is that what you had said is that even though you had that happen with Bubba, um, it gave you an opportunity to to grow a little bit about how you can start all over again, and that that was it, something yep. that 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 whole opportunity gave you. So can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I actually I started Bubba. <clears throat> kind of from the ground up he my dad gave him to me when he was about four and he was we're you know running a cold starting business and a horse training operation and him being one of our own horses just always got put on the back burner mm -hmm. so by the time he was four he was pretty green and you know kind of broke to ride had had some rides but very very green so I 
my dad said, you, if you're going to ride them, you can have them. So, <laughs> so I jumped at that opportunity because what girl doesn't need more horses? Yeah. I, I, I love your dad already. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, oh, bless his heart. I steal a lot of horses from him. <laughs> and he was a really, really tough, tough, tough horse to start or even get riding. A very um, nervous horse, mm-hmm. a very watchy and reactive I had to ride him probably that first year he I probably rode him maybe 345 days of the year like not a lot of breaks or else he was the next day it was like two hours to get him caught Mm -hmm. everything done okay like you can just have a quick ride so he was a very little tough nut to crack yeah he liked he liked to work he he did he was he would be working so we were really bonded and I love that horse so much and he's taught me a lot about what I'm kind of capable of doing and what kind of what kind of horse I can make from a horse that really mm. didn't seem like he wanted to be yeah all that good and he turned out to just be a really wonderful horse a really really exceptional barrel horse and now my sister rides him a lot going on trail rides and he is just He's phenomenal, but yeah, he he taught me a lot of lessons that I can take on to my next horses. Yeah, and kind of apply to them, especially on like perseverance and trusting wow. the prop. Well, he sounds like he's a, he's a he's a gem for sure, and pro- <laughs> he's probably going to be around. You probably have lots more history with him. I have one horse like that too, and. Um, He's my kind of go-to, right? It's like uh, mm-hmm. I can I can pony off of him for younger horses when I'm starting them, and um, he I I give I give I give new horses that come in to our lives I give him uh, that horse so that you know he's they'll learn from him and because um, mm-hmm. they, they do they just they have they have a certain personality every horse does and uh, a, a quick fun question we're gonna ask right in the middle of this is what's your favorite color of a horse? Um, I love a bay. A lot of people <laughs> think that my favorite horse would be a paint. <laughs> but one of my really, my favorite horses, his name is Tadpole. And I've had oh. him since he, we bought him as a yearling. And I oh, love him. He's, I think, 17 this year. Oh, and wow. he's just a great bay. He's got a little bit of white on a back leg. But mm. when, when their confirmation is good and everything, I think just yeah. real classy bay is all you need. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's kind of cool. That's I'm I've got a I got a big heart for bays too. I love my my paints and mm-hmm. my colored horses, my Appaloosa and stuff like that. Uh, but a bay is just, especially with a little bit of chrome on them, just beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about uh, the rodeo circuit and and I you know I I'm not really that familiar when when I read a little bit about what you said about jackpot. Could you give our audience a little bit more in-depth detail of what it's like to be a competitor in the rodeo and what jackpot means? Sure. Um, so, well, rodeos are generally under, like, a, an association. We'll host a rodeo, like, a town will host a rodeo, or the association will have a series of rodeos towards their finals, mm-hmm. um, which is great. When I first had Bubba before he got hurt, I was taking him to some amateur rodeos and getting him seasoned. But uh, a lot of what getting a horse seasoned and trained in the barrels you do at jackpots, which are like 
they're just smaller events it's only barrel racing usually at those a jackpot you pay you can enter multiple times rather than a rodeo where you enter once you can have multiple entries on multiple horses okay so I'm, I live here in southern Alberta, really at like the hub of kind of equine events for Alberta. There's just a lot going on, so I could go to three jackpots in a week, probably, and it would be wow. more than a couple hours of driving. Wow. So yeah, jackpots are just like a really great opportunity to get your younger horses out. They mm-hmm. um they also divide them into uh, divisions where there'll be one D will be the fastest time of the day and then depending on the split they have a, a half second split or a seven tenths of a split okay. yeah. and then that breaks you down into the like 2D, 3D, even the 4D yeah. and those top few placings in each division will pay so it's really a, it's good incentive to take your yeah. younger horse so you can still have an opportunity to make money or even um greener riders get out there and like experience some success going to a jackpot yeah without it being like the strain of being a full-out weekend show and competing in all different types of classes and mm-hmm. yeah that's that that seems right on my alley i like that idea. <laughs> yeah but the are less stressful for sure <laughs> yeah yeah and and probably big numbers too would it being like that um that it's so quick and you can just get in and get out yeah yeah they do they will have big numbers at some of them but i mean pre-pandemic now it's Mm, yes how how has the pandemic affected you uh personally and professionally has it has it really well i guess it really hasn't slowed you down school related wise because you've been able to continue your schooling um i know so many people uh like personally my my daughter she's in university and she just finished her finals last week and you know, it's, it's been a huge relief because it's stressful doing it all online. Oh, totally. I'm sure your, your daughter will, will probably echo this. It was really hard to do it online just because you're out of the school setting and you're mm-hmm. out of the class setting. So I found it harder, uh, especially when the weather got nice again. Like, <sighs> I want to be outside. <laughs> I don't want to be sitting at my computer doing that. Um, but it... Fortunately, it didn't change everything too terribly much with school. Um, I'm kind of at the point in my program where I only have a few classes anyways. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't doing a full day online every day. I could kind of schedule to keep working and then also still come and ride my horses. Wow, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that works out really well if you can balance it all like that. And I obviously, uh, just in our conversations, our emails and our backs and forth over the last little while, um, I've admired the fact that you've stayed so uh, consistent about, you know, let's getting this done and getting this interview. So I, I thank you again for the time because I know uh, I'm on the other side of it and I have a daughter in university and uh, she, even though she's done, I'm so I'm still waiting to sit and have that conversation with her and chat and catch up and uh, your your schedule uh, as a student and as a young person um, you know it's it's very difficult so I commend you for sticking to your guns and getting getting it done get through the year in the pandemic and still being able to ride still being able to help your family out I mean that's that's a lot of accomplishments for you at such a young age oh thank you I, I really appreciate that it's definitely it's, it was a struggle. I won't say that it was all <laughs> well executed. There were <laughs> there were some hair pulling out days for sure. 
So great. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So Haley, tell us a little bit more about, I know we we're we're kind of getting towards, we've, we've talked about your history growing up and, um, talked about some of the things and the challenges that you've experienced all along the way. And, uh, you know, I know you got some future plans and, um, we're going to talk a little bit more about, uh, some of the things about the open form. And I, I have to just tell you, I love the quote, by the way, um, that you had sent me. That's one of your favorites. And I love the idea of how you talked about, um, in your questionnaire about, uh, women in the industry that have the experience and the knowledge. Uh, you know, it's almost a, what, what you said and how I read it, it's a responsibility for them to turn around and to pay it forward and, and help out others that need it. And I think, you know, even at your young age, you're already doing that because, um, you know, you have the opportunity to give so much knowledge of what you've already experienced in your life and you have your whole life ahead of you too as well. So um, just do you want to talk a little bit more about your, your philosophy and your belief about that, about the industry? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that uh, it's definitely a, like, it's a privilege, I think, to grow up rurally the way we did and not everyone gets that. So mm-hmm. I think it's important to recognize that there are going to be people who come come to the Western industry green and wanting to learn and wanting to be involved. And this industry has been under fire recently. Mm-hmm. And I think that we're, we're not really in a place to be turning people away. Um, and why would we want to, really? When someone's genuinely interested and wants to learn about the horse industry or livestock in general, mm-hmm. farming, Absolutely. And I think we really embrace that. Yeah. And do the and to really give that person a welcome and teach them what we can so we can keep our industry growing and strong and show people that it's not all uh, it's not at all like the the animal abuse or the yeah. greenhouse gases and everything that mm-hmm. they like to blanket it with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah open-mindedness right about about so many different things and um you know like you said too about being able to have women in the industry that are established that encourage others and and educate right about the western lifestyle and 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 you know guiding and teaching them um I, i think you're already there about you know you have a great idea of yourself your sense of yourself of who you are and what you want to give back which is fantastic because you wouldn't be able to see that um if you never had that for yourself already so who would you say is someone that uh, you look up to as a maybe a mentor in 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 the female part of the equine industry oh there's so many um i mean immediately my mom denise she she's someone who brings people in and she will really like if they have any questions she takes the time of her day to sit down and explain cutting or explain what it is and that we're doing like horsemanship wise or rodeo or anything like that she's always been so involved in my sister and I going into high school rodeo and taking those Fridays off so she could drive us to these rodeos far away (laughs) and then (laughs) yeah and she's really she's had to put that kind of on the back burner recently just with work and everything and how life goes she's actually calling me right now <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but yeah she's immediately someone I think of 
uh, Tammy Pate is another one. Oh, She's nice. the founder and creator of Art of the Cowgirl. Yes, yeah. I know yeah, Tammy. I, yeah. Yeah. She's yeah, a long-time family friend, and we're awesome. Yeah, she's just a very, a very inspirational and kind woman that I look up to. Nice. Um, yeah, her daughter Mesa too. There's so many. I could go on yeah. for days. There's yeah, yeah. So yeah. You know, and, and that's the beautiful thing about this, and, and that's why I wanted to create this Cowgirl Channel of Canada, um, you know, just to honor the women that are out there in, in any form of the equine industry, ranching, farming, uh, arts and entertainment. I did a wonderful interview with a lady from uh, Saskatchewan that's going to be released this week, and uh, another lady that's recording with Dolly Parton in Nashville, Tennessee from Canada. We have so, we have so much talent in Canada, in our country, um, and I, I wanted to source and find uh, those women that are like yourself, that are out there, you're working, you're, you're doing so much so fast. Uh, you know, it, it's an opportunity for someone, if they're listening to this, to this interview, they can say, I maybe could reach out to her and she could maybe guide me on to find out more about High School Rodeo. Um, or are starting horses or uh, you know someone that's listening might be in your vicinity at some point someday when this pandemic releases and we can travel a bit freely uh, you know and you could be just happen to be oh, yeah, I listened to your uh, interview with Cowgirl Channel of Canada and you're sitting with them at a you know a cutting competition so it's a it's a very tiny world that we all live in and the equine industry is even smaller oh absolutely I found like the same with what your podcast does, connecting people that um, Instagram has been huge yeah. for me meeting either virtually or actually in person, getting to meet these mm -hmm. people that are like-minded and are real movers and shakers and, and, and really inspiring in what they're doing. Yeah. It's um, It's been really great. And I, I hope that if people have questions and want to learn more that they do reach out. I do. I do try and get back to my email <laughs> and my <laughs> on Instagram in a timely manner. Yeah. But yeah, ask those questions. Be yeah. Be brave enough to make the first move because I feel a lot of times if you just ask, then people are very willing to give you what they know and help you out. But in the fear of giving unsolicited advice, you might not. Yeah. You might not get that little nugget or that really golden piece of advice well you know it's it's just a treasure to have you on here and and when you say that that's that's so inspiring just to be able to tell somebody hey you know what just ask I had a very interesting um, ask I asked somebody something once a, a quite a while ago and it happens to be someone that's very well known uh, in the cutting industry it's Barbara Schulte from Brenham Texas yeah. And uh, Barb is my mentor, and I just love Barbara so deeply. She has become such a family friend for me over the course of my life. And um, I reached out to her many years ago and asked her to be a, um, an educator to do a symposium at my farm here in Ontario. Um, and I remember the first time we ever did a conference call and her and I were talking and everybody was introducing themselves hello good morning good morning and Barb just chimed in and she said well good morning Lori and um, it's nice to finally 
meet you and speak with you over the phone uh, for the first time and she said I'd just like to say congratulations to you on the success you're about to receive she said because I've been in this industry a long time and she said you have a lot of drive and perseverance she said so congratulations on your future success <laughs> and uh, it was just so something at the time that when she said it to me I was like okay cool let's get started on like organizing but I didn't realize that I had asked her such an important thing and at the time she had saw what it was that she could you know reply back um, mm -hmm. so the relationship that started from there and Barb is just a fantastic educator and um, you know well you, you know in, in the cutting industry she's so well known and uh, she's known in, in many other things but uh, her and Sandy Collier are doing something fantastic and I love how they celebrate uh, the women in the industry and themselves and um, they're always willing to help and I think that's so important for us all it's just and, and again it's you know I reached out with you and we, we got chatting back and forth and you know somewhere along the way we found the time to sit and have this chat and I really do appreciate you coming on here because I I'm looking forward to meeting you in person someday actually <laughs> Yeah, that'd be lovely. And I'm actually, I really am hoping to be able to meet Barbara and Sandy uh, this year at uh, or the Cowgirl and Bozeman. I see that they're doing yes. a few different yeah. clinics and workshops. And yeah, I'm hoping that we'll be able to cross paths then. Mm -hmm. yeah. She does Yeah. But just like making these connections and just if you, you got to reach out at first, you know, that's it's just the first step. <laughs> So how would you like to leave? What would you like to say if you were if you were sitting down with somebody and they were either on the verge of becoming a young person in the cowgirl industry or in farming, ranching or whatever it is. It, it doesn't even have to be about, you know, being a cowgirl. I, I tell people all the time, you, you can still be on the show if you've got cowgirl spirit because cowgirl spirit is something completely separate. So what would you say to some young woman if you had some sound piece of advice to give somebody to go forward in their lives? I would, um, I would have to encourage them to be brave enough to try and not be discouraged when they're not immediately excellent at whatever they're doing. <laughs> it's something that I have to tell myself because I am so... <laughs> I do, I will try things, new things, but I need to push myself. And I think for someone who grew up around horses and has had all the opportunity in the world to do that and ride, it's it's probably easier for me to say than yeah. for someone who has to reach out and find a horse or find somewhere to work but just to be brave enough to try and then to try again for sure because awesome. nothing comes as easy and it's definitely not as romantic as the movies make it seem it's a <laughs> lot of <laughs> there's a lot of uh, highs and lows that come with it I wouldn't be I'd be lying and probably doing a disservice if I said it's always roses yeah but yeah at the end of the day it's 100 worth it and you you'll only regret the chances that you didn't take yeah right so true so very true <laughs> well it's just been amazing to have you on here and uh you know we're going to share all your information and your links and stuff like that um people can go follow you on instagram uh, they can reach out to you and contact you um, i'm sure people are going to look you up and uh you know maybe um <laughs> 
you know, next time they're out at an event, they'll maybe source you out and see if you know you're there or whatever, so they can ask you a question. And uh, you know, we'll go ahead and share whatever information you want to allow out, email or contact information. And uh, you know, I, I wish you all the best, and I with school and with everything in life. And I know for sure we're gonna hook up somewhere along the way because. Um, like-minded people we end up in these situations where we're either at really large venues where there's a an event going on and uh you know you yeah. just you just end up happening to see each other because it is a it is a very small equine industry and i love that part about it because we all uh -huh. become some form of family so uh -huh. um, yeah i really appreciate you being on the show and it, it's been a treasure to have you tell us a little bit about your life and um I'm excited. I'm excited for you, for what, what your future holds for sure. So thank you so much. Thank you, Lori. Thank you so much for having me. It was, it was a lovely opportunity.